wonder where you were going. Police report we could call. No, we could call anonymously from a payphone just to see if there was an accident. Come on, it'll be just like in the movies. We'll pretend to be someone else. I want to walk around anyway. I'm in Hollywood and I haven't even seen any of it. Come on, Rita, do you feel up to it? Back to the show. Ooh, spooky. Spooky opening. This is this week. a Halloween episode or mm. what? Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listeners, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that made us gay. gay. Yes, so we see Chris. Welcome back to the welcome show. To the show. Hi, this is so a long time coming. The last time that we were supposed to record this episode, Pete and I got COVID. So we could ah, not do the. So we go. could not talk about this great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, COVID! I know, but oh my goodness, what a ride! This Indeed. movie is <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, this movie was insane. Wild ride. I'm glad I rewatched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna talk a little bit about my journey with this movie, but before we do that, Scott. Get the paperwork out of the way. What the heck did we just watch? What the heck did we just watch? <laughs> we watched Mulholland Drive, of course, directed by Mr. David Lynch. Yes. Released at, or this debuted at the Cannes Film Festival, May 16th, 2001. Okay. Release limited October 12th of that year. Okay. Mulholland Drive. So Ooh. you, you <laughs> I think that we were talking about a, a number of movies to do, and you mentioned Mulholland Drive, so I had to like jump at the chance to do it yeah it's mm-hmm. it, it had been quite a while since i've seen it and mm-hmm. i definitely definitely needed that needed oh yeah that you need the refresher <laughs> big, time, big time yeah yeah i just um david lynch was the first it's like my my dad's a film major my mom's a film major so mm-hmm. movies has been a part of my life for a long time and i started kind of delving into like more avant-garde auteurs whatever yeah. shall we say around i don't know it was like 13 or 14 and david yeah. lynch is one of the like the, the weirdos that i heard about <laughs> first and um the first thing i ever saw of his was Eraserhead, which sure. yeah seeing that as like a like a like a 13 year old i have no idea what possessed me to want to continue watching david lynch movies <laughs> but yeah. see, if i can make it through this one understandable yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm kind of a noob when it comes to david lynch i haven't seen all that many movies. So this is not going to be a deep dive into the career of David Lynch. But Oh, there's other podcasts for that. There's other yeah, podcasts for that. This that. is definitely yeah. not yeah. what we're here to discuss today. No. But I did. Like, this was my introduction to David Lynch. Okay. I remember when this movie came out. I remember I subscribed to Premiere Magazine. I've talked about it on the show. Yeah. And I remember this movie being written up a lot. In 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I immediately was intrigued by it that I had just sort of heard about David Lynch. I really right. hadn't seen any of his movies. Yeah. And I remember renting this summer of 2002 because this mm. did not come out on DVD until very long after its yeah. theatrical release yeah. and renting it and just – being so fucking confused by it. <laughs> like, I did not know what to think about it. Also, the other thing that I thought was very fascinating is that as a young person following the Oscars, this is one of those Oscar nominations, one nomination, Best Director, which is mm. fascinating for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the one. It yeah, just so got much, the one yeah. lone director nomination. Well, it's so kooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool that... This kooky movie right. that did manage to crack the director top five. Yeah, so David absolutely. Lynch does have sort of that Academy sway. So um, you two, obviously, and some, maybe most of our listeners are too young for Twin Peaks. But I got into Twin Peaks in college. We can yeah, discuss that later. I I was myself too young for Twin Peaks. Yeah. I was <laughs> like 12... But my older sister in high school at the time mm-hmm. was obsessed. Mm-hmm. She loved Kyle McLaughlin, but it wasn't just because Kyle McLaughlin was like a hottie. Mm-hmm. She was obsessed with this like crazy mystery in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and all of this stuff going on. And it's on television and like it's 90210 era. And I'm used to, and I'm watching Saved by the Bell and like 90210. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to watch Twin I'm going to rock your world. Yes. (laughs) And she got like the Laura Palmer Diaries, like this book. And I I was just like, this is way cooler than me. What is this cuckoo banana show? What is this? So try to watch it and be like, all right. And then like the the Firewalk With Me movie came out. I watched it with her in the theater. I Mm -hmm. still was like, no clue. You you two went to Firewalk With Me in the theater? I did. I did not know that. yeah. yeah. And then uh, this gem came along. And uh, what we discovered last night... Uh, well, I remember not seeing this in the theater. I mm-hmm. rented it, uh, most likely on DVD, not a VHS at this point. Two thousand two, did you say? Two thousand four, two thousand two. It would have been. It was released on so on VHS. Yeah, but I, but I got it the DVD because I remember yeah. the whole brouhaha about no <laughs> chapters. Don't you dare skip ahead in this movie. Yeah. Watch it in order. All right, fine. I'm watching it in order. What I discovered last night. Uh, was that I did not finish this movie. Oh, <laughs> where, where did you where did you drop all, out in your previous? All viewing? this time of me going, I don't know, I don't get it, I don't know what's going on. It's too over my head. And Scott going, you kind of piece it together when you watch it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, but I never pieced it together. What I don't. Hmm. So, uh, all right. First off, uh, we we need to tell listeners also. This movie, a big thing that I was doing last night, I kept leaning over to Scott saying, I'm going to discover the mystery <laughs> of, of Mulholland, Mulholland Drive. <laughs> the mystery of Mulholland the Drive. Mystery. We're going to unlock the mystery. Unlock the mystery of Mulholland Drive. If you've not seen this movie before, maybe you want to watch it, right? Because I think there are a lot of theories about what this movie's about and what the Definitely. mystery and is. And David Lynch is very forward of not 
explain right. giving yes. any explanations right. for it too. Right, right, right. I, I really love yep. that about love him it. personally. Love he is it. not if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't get it, that's that's kind of the point. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not yeah. gonna hold your hand totally. and I'm just gonna make my kooky weird yes. art shit and you you eat it up or you don't, but I'm not gonna give you any any crumbs along the way. And way. David Lynch is very open to different interpretations of the movie. Yeah, that it definitely. means something different for to each you, viewer to that right. that watches it. Right. Because I've even seen him talk about like this this came for, like, in one or more like dreams. Like, sure. like it's mm-hmm. it, obviously like the dream like vibe is yeah, there the entire yeah. time. But like even for him, I'm yeah. sure this had a lot of interpretations that yeah. it was coming through. Like for sure. But if you have an inkling, listeners, of watching this movie, I would say watch it first. Because yeah. I would not want to go into this movie hearing people talk about their theories of what the answer is or what no. is actually going on, you gotta go on and the then journey. watch it. You, can, you, you have to watch you can it read the wiki. You can read the wiki entry later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely – I strongly recommend watching it first before you listen to us mm-hmm. or, if, or reading plot descriptions or anything because it is a ride that you have to go on and just kind of – you want to figure it out. There's – and I'm not saying anything that we're going to say in this episode is fact or true right. according to David Lynch. This is just kind of, I think we're going to kind of talk about the most commonly the most agreed surface, upon. The mm-hmm. most, the most yeah. surface interpretation. Theory. The most of surface theories. What is, yeah. What's going on in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But I mean, if you're not familiar with it. It's crazy. It's cuckoo, but I I definitely but recommend watching. You do have to unlock the mystery. Yeah, on your own, yeah, I think. for sure. And yeah. the background of this movie is so fascinating because it was conceived as a television pilot that they shot in 1999, right. and they uh, made it as a potential series, maybe Twin Peaks spinoff. I've kind of read various things okay. that yeah. it was maybe mm-hmm. intended that it was going to be a spinoff for the character of Audrey from Twin Peaks. Sherilyn okay. Sherilyn she, Fenn has said that it was going to be her character. She was going to go to Los Angeles to become an actress and these would, would sort of fun. be the event. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been very cool. Yeah. So they shot like a 45 minute pilot for ABC. Wild. What, whatever Wild. network exec was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, this you're going to take that to ABC? This is like not that. airing on network television. That. I know that you did Twin Peaks, but like... We already gave you a lot of leeway. With We're going to pass yeah. on that. <laughs> and so I think that it was a little bit later that they decided to um, repackage it with some funding to do a movie out of Feature. it. And they brought back Naomi Watts and they completed the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense when you're watching this. And the footage that they television sh- movie. The footage that they shot for the pilot is in this movie. I think they didn't so. really shoot her. I really? think okay. I yeah. think that it's maybe like the first like yeah. 45 minutes. You know what movie. I think it is too? I think it's all the kooky stuff with the movie executives, the man in the red room with the mm-hmm. blue lamp, mm-hmm. the cowboy sitting in the ch- no, but I mean specifically the scenes with the man in the red room and the blue yeah. lamp because he was a, on tw- oh yeah sure 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 yeah, sure, yeah. I recognize he him, was like, backwards right burns away. his suit like, <laughs> there, um, there is a cut of the pilot on YouTube oh, that I should have probably okay. watched prior I to recording I did not this. but I take it that the idea for the first episode would have probably been roughly the first forty five minutes of the movie. Sure. Yeah, of when okay. you're getting the character of Betty going to her aunt's house, finding this woman in the apartment okay. who just wandered in off the you know, street. When, when yep. you go to visit your aunt and you find a naked lady in her in the, shower. In the shower, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> a very confused <laughs> naked lady in oh the my shower. God. <laughs> okay, so r- real quick, everything that I do not remember that I think I stopped it was after the blue box. 
okay. That I mean, that checks out. And I feel like maybe at that point I was like, I need a break. That's probably when a lot of people. <laughs> that's probably when a. That's probably a big make or break up moment for a lot of yeah. viewers. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna go have a cigarette, a diet Dr Pepper. Yeah, chill out, you know, and then we'll come back and and finish it. And then I never did, or else I was just been erased from my memory because I have no memory of any of it. Because you got sucked into the puzzle box. I must have. That's my the other explanation is I got sucked into the blue box <laughs> because I don't remember the real Sybil Danning. What's her name? Um, Diane Selwyn. Diane Selwyn. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the real Diane Selwyn waking up in the bed. Mm-hmm. I don't. Or is it the real Diane Selwyn? Ooh. Who knows? I don't remember Diane Selwyn waking up and it being Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the dinner party. And the whole, like, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, (laughs) like, revelation moment. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the crazy old couple from the airport. How do I forget that? I love the old couple from the airport. Oh, yeah. How do I forget the crazy old couple from the airport climbing under... The like, door frame. Yeah, coming out of the door frame. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how I forgot that. How, yeah. I, I was very taken <laughs> aback by that today. Yeah. Like, yeah how so did... How, I feel how? like I must have just said, this feels like a good breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at my breaking yeah. point. <laughs> I'm at my breaking point. It's 2002. I just got a page. I don't know. <laughs> my really heavy cell phone. You had to make it to the roost for like... Uh, yeah, I did, yeah, one. I did have yeah. to make it to the, mm-hmm. to yeah. the roost. Uh, my, my cell phone just rang so i need to charge it again for another three hours um yeah i don't know but uh that's kind of where i my memories end so i feel like i must not have finished it because now it makes a lot mm, i hesitate to say makes a lot more sense it doesn't make sense it makes more yeah more sense it makes more sense when scott says the whole thing thing of i mean this base theory and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. later on Mm -hmm. but we will we'll kind of set up characters and what's going on in this insane ride so (laughs) i watched this movie initially when i was in high school when it came out and then i later returned back to it in college when we watched it for a film class for film theory because, I mean, this is probably a very ripe movie for, like, classroom discussion Definitely. of just interpretation. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, probably lots, why... Lots of interpretation. That's probably why the instructor <laughs> chose it. They don't have to do a lot of mm-hmm. work in leading... You can sort yeah. of, like, film the blank of... What do you think? <laughs> you can sort of film the blank for just a lot of film discussions mm-hmm. of everything going on in this movie. So I think that's really when I fell in love with it. Of like later returning back to it in college, right. and it's interesting to revisit this movie now because I got this Criterion in 2015. I have a bad habit of buying media and not watching it. Yeah. So that's kind of my toxic yeah. trait is that I own David Lynch's Elephant Man, but I have never watched it. It's mostly the Criterions that we get. I feel like they're mm-hmm. older. They're not new releases. We're just like, we'll get to it's them. It's one of those things that right. I'm going like to get to it. Now I have mm-hmm. you yes. so I can get to you whenever. Totally. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, last night was probably the first time since I bought this new Blu-ray, beautiful yeah. transfer, yeah. that I have properly sat down and watched it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to revisit this movie now that I have journeyed to the City of Angels. Los <laughs> I have been the character of Betty. Yes. That I moved here without really knowing anybody. And a just hope like, and a dream and a, a, it's hope a loose and a dream. change in your pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was smart enough to not like try to become an actor. That like I knew that like my fragile 
ego right. cannot handle <laughs> that type losses. of rejection. Yeah. So I never quite pursued anything for that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a journey that I can kind of relate to now mm-hmm. of being like the stranger in this in a new land in this yeah. new land called Los Angeles. Yeah. And wouldn't it have been fun if I would have discovered this chick and like tried to unravel this mystery and was all like Nancy Drew. Yeah. These two and their these mm-hmm. girl detective adventures. I mean, it's, I, right. I, I it think was, it's it was my. A little, it was a little like Nancy Drew was my, my boyfriend. I watched it with my boyfriend today. He was saying it's kind of like like Betty and Veronica yes. a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, and there's the blonde and the brunette. Yeah. The yeah. The brunette. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that something like that's pretty. It's what I sort of latch on to the most is just the very surfacey yeah. things going on in the story with the character yeah, of Betty yeah. coming to mm-hmm. L.A. Well, it's so crazy because you have Betty and her delivery as Betty is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the fir- the very first scene of her is literally getting off the plane. Yeah. Right. Coming to LAX. And they're on that uh, arrivals second floor at LAX mm-hmm. outside. And so the whole scene is like dubbed over. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. their dialogue yeah. was probably useless Obviously, when they shot it. Way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it sounds like such a movie because it's like that dubbed over mm-hmm. audio and her delivery's just so like I can't believe just I'm so here. Peachy. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's just saying these crazy giving, lines. I mean it's giving T V movie. <laughs> I it's, was so excited mm-hmm. and so nervous. Yeah. And- Betty yeah. makes like Betty's like best friends with the old lady. Right. Sitting next Irene. to her on the flight. Irene. Irene. Yes. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like you kind of get, you kind of think that she's traveling with this woman that she, right. maybe it's her grandmother. But then we get this little, like, well, nice to meet you. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. haha, that's so funny. She's, she's just so sweet that she just befriends all the mm-hmm. nice little old ladies on the plane. Yeah. And I was like looking around at the scene, I'm like, everybody looks very, like, relaxed to be at LAX. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's before 9 11. Yeah. That's uh, why. Also, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why. Also. And um, she has, like, old-fashioned luggage yeah like it's the old like just one handle on top kind of like suitcase mm-hmm. from back Things in the day you, like, you put it on the bed and you pop it and open pop it out exactly like, yeah. yeah because like nowadays you don't nobody has it no. anymore that's outdated but it's like i don't know maybe they were transitioning to the rolly suitcases. i mean it's I just know. that archetype of the wide-eyed blonde Absolute, right off absolutely. of the bus yeah. who just yeah. is going to like give the Give this biz like a yeah. one month try. Yeah. She's going to give it her best shot. <laughs> and, if, that's... and if not, she has like her room waiting for her back home in like Wisconsin. In Ontario, she Ontario, said. Ontario, yeah. Like, I, like, yep. I was, that's what I was also thinking. I was like, the only way that anybody would be this nice to a stranger that they just is a Canadian. Canadian. That was the my only way this works. When she like, kept saying that she was from Ontario, I was like, oh, maybe that's a character beat because she's so super friendly. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian. That I, th- I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting that Betty has these like super kind of over the top optimistic scenes her delivery is so like kooky precious and, yeah precious too, exactly yeah. but the movie opens on Rita slash Camilla well slash... I was going to say the movie opens with like the crazy swing dancing oh, well, which immediately yeah. puts you in like the oh man like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is going on in this right. movie <laughs> yeah yeah what but, are we in for yeah but we get these scenes with Laura Herring, the beautiful, yeah, like, so beautiful. Laura Herring, cheekbones, cheekbones for days, and it's like there. it's one of those things that we're just like, what has she done lately? She didn't and, really have that right, big I've, of a career I've, afterwards. I mean, what? I 
What feel, did she do? I mean, much. I feel like Laura Herring was sort of buzzed to be a big yeah, deal. She was at when the this time. movie yep. was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really just remember her from this and also Willard with yeah, Willard. Crispin Glover. Okay. Uh, what we did find out about Laura Herring is that um, she is a Miss USA. She's mm-hmm. she's Mexican American, right? Uh, well, she was born in Mexico, mm-hmm. and she moved to Texas, and she became Miss Texas, Miss USA, and runner up for Miss Universe. Wow! Yeah. Okay, Laura. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good pageant. She, um, pageant queen. I mean, she was just recently <laughs> in the Father of the Bride movie with Andy. Oh, Garcia. the new one with Andy. The Garcia. new one. Okay. So right. we'll, I mean, yeah, we'll check her out. We'll she does work. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good for her because she's <laughs> stunning. But uh, on top of that, more so than that, she's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the character is. I don't. I hesitate to say one note. But <laughs> supposed to, I mean it's it's one note for a reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But also the note does definitely change at a certain point yes. in the movie. Yes. And everybody just kind of like turns the yeah. character or just is playing a different character. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, we get these like crazy scenes with her in the, the limo and like we're not supposed to stop here and they're the gun. They're and, up like, on Mulholland Drive. This crazy car accident. Mm-hmm. And then she did after yeah, there's a car accident and then she does what anybody else does after they get in a car accident and find themselves alone is they walk down the side of a mountain yeah. in a party dress and heels yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, fall asleep next to a sprinkler <laughs> <laughs> on the lawn <laughs> and somewhere. wander into and wander into the next open apartment that you see. Yeah. <laughs> This apartment building. The courtyard. Oh this Melrose Place apartment is building. is fascinating. <laughs> I mean, this is some, like, old L.A. shit. There's tons it's of these. In there's tons yeah. of these apartments there's when you drive around in, in L.A. and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, you would love to live there. Their but tenants these... have probably lived there for decades. 50 oh, years. Yeah. Probably yeah. paying $300 in <laughs> yeah. rent. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's all a bunch of Aunt, Aunt Ruth. Whoever yeah. her aunt, it's Aunt all Ruth, Aunt yeah. Ruth living in this in these yeah. apartments, <laughs> and uh, the the fabulous apartment oh manager God, Coco. Coco. What? I can't get over what Coco. A, what a queen, Ann Miller, <laughs> played the, by Ann Miller. The spit curls, the too mm-hmm. much rouge, the mm-hmm. blue eye shadow. We love her. That teeny little nose, <laughs> that teeny. little toothpick of a nose. <laughs> uh, we love Ann Miller, uh, listeners. If you're not familiar, she was a golden age uh, movie. Superstar. She was in a lot of big MGM musicals. She was a dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a hoofer. She's in. Um, uh, is it Anchors Away with Frank Sinatra, where they're like Navy men, just like, on the town, on the town. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really fun. It's a really fun movie. Um, and Ann Miller's amazing. There's a really fun SNL sketch where Molly Shannon plays Ann Miller, hosting a talk show with Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> leg up, <laughs> leg up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she's uh she plays Coco, the amazing um apartment manager. Mm-hmm. But we get I mean, how many stories are intertwined in this? That's that's what makes me feel like it would have been such a really good television show because we get right. you know, we get Rita and um Betty. Mm-hmm. But we also get Justin Thoreau. And like the drama with, with the movie. Justin Thoreau. This crazy movie. And the character of Adam and the um them casting the leading lady. Yeah. They're yes. Going back and forth with the producers. These Italian mm-hmm. brother producers that are just for some reason everybody's like 
deathly afraid of these men. Mm-hmm. If if Dan Hedaya were, were glaring oh at me like that oh from God. across the table, I would be pretty <laughs> scared also. Absolutely. <laughs> this, Those eyebrows. We're getting oh, up yeah, there. Serious we're eyebrows. getting up there with Dan Hedaya movies. We've done like five. Yeah. I should have like put together a quiz for Dan Hedaya. Maybe oh, I'll, man, maybe I'll yeah. do it on our next movie that we do for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The patron saint of this show. He's, <laughs> he's been in a lot of episodes. But, he's got such a great face. Oh my god. Yeah. So expressive. So cra- His voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing in this movie. He says like two words. Mm-hmm. Still super scary. Also, yeah, that's his power. I mean, also <laughs> Robert Forrester, just that one yeah. scene. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. An- another, another great set of eyebrows. That, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that because he shows up and I was like, I totally forgot he's in this, and for a good reason, because we never see him again. And I bet that was something (laughs) shot for the pilot. Sure. Yeah. I don't know that for sure, but I bet that was... No, that makes sense, and yeah, I didn't realize this was shot for a pilot first, and now I feel like things are clicking clicking together. Yeah, it's it's all making sense. Oh my god, and we can't even forget one of the most iconic early scenes of this movie. The diner scene? The Winkies. So the Winkies Winkies scene is always earlier than I remember it being. Same. Okay. I remember it being, I remember it like opening the movie. I remember it being like, boom, right off the bat. The sea hag behind the Winkies. (laughs) You know who the, you know who the sea hag is played by? Right. I know Siag is played by by a lady, but by I don't know. Bonnie Aarons and Bonnie Aarons, you might know from uh, The Nun. The Nun. No in, shit. In the Conjuring That's 2. Yep. So cool. And she's okay. the and she's the demon well, she's the it's the nun, yeah. essentially. Yeah, because I was gonna say in uh the other conjuring movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the Annabelle? nun movie, but um I'm thinking oh, of conjuring the conjuring two. two. Yeah, I'm thinking of conjuring yeah. two, yeah. The painting, um, yeah, yeah. She's Sorry. also uh I think that she runs the strip club Lindsay Lohan dances at in I Know Who Killed Me, too. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were just talking about, like, this Bonnie Aaron. Like, she also runs this You know Bonnie club. Aaron. She's a strip club matron, club over there. you know, that Lindsay yeah, works at. She's also in a memorable scene of that, of that crazy movie. Okay. But just has a very interesting look yeah. about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. Um, this scene... Scary as hell. It's very, oh, very yeah. scary. Oh, so yeah. whenever, whenever you see sort of lists of the most, like, the scariest scenes from the past, like, 30 years in movies, this is usually on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that it's, like, it's kind of non sequitur when you're watching the movie. What does this have to do? Who are these men? Mm-hmm. What role do they play? What is, you know, this... this per- and he, he keeps referring to a man... Being back there, I see. I yeah. see this man. I'm having a dream. I see yeah. this man. I can see him through the wall. I know he's back there. He's waiting for me. And then the whole thing. And I mean, I don't know. In the movie, if we're supposed to understand that it's a woman, mm-hmm. I I always refer to her as the sea egg yeah. <laughs> because of just the look. <laughs> she you know, was reminding me of like old Greg, that old yes. like, mighty bush. Yes, <laughs> it's like, definitely. Oh my God, it's old Greg. Very old Greg, for <laughs> sure. Um, which is also a little sea hag. This oh, actor, very, very much. This actor I've seen in a lot of stuff. His name is Patrick uh, Flesher, I think. Oh, the, one, who's, the one who has the dream. Yeah. The one who has the dream, yeah. Dan. And he's talking to the guy, and he's just like, you were you were in the dream, and you, you were, were standing, standing by the right cash register. There. And then it all starts to click that this happening. is the dream. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. It's like... it. It's really early in the movie, and it introduces this concept of, is this a dream? Right. You know? Because like you said, is this the dream that he's having, or is, or did he dream it, and it's like now coming to life? Because he right. said, oh, in my dream, you're standing over there. And then he's like, okay, well, let's go pay the check. 
And then he looks and that's where he was standing and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is the dream happening in his waking life or is he back in the dream? Mm -hmm. You know? And then the whole walk to the back of the, this Winkies that is very clearly a Denny's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just slapped a sign. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A Denny's that we always thought was the one off of Sunset Boulevard, but it is not. Well, we thought it was the one, there are very many Denny's on Sunset Boulevard, Mm -hmm. uh, but we thought it was specifically the one at the 101 exit. Mm -hmm. Is it Sunset or is it Hollywood? I don't remember, but it says Sunset Boulevard. I think it's Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is not though. When you look mm-hmm. at the exterior across the street, I'm sure IMDb tells us exactly which which Denny's it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it sets up this whole like uh, dream motif throughout. Mm-hmm. You know that that continues throughout the rest of the movie, right? Because there are some scenes that are very clearly like, what's going on? So right. according to IMDb, this is not a Denny's. It is Caesar's Restaurant. Ooh, it is okay, in Gardenia. Then. Gardena. Mm. Caesar's Restaurant in Gardena. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, shut all of our mouths. Just a little bit off sunset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, yeah, with, um, I like, I like a lot that Lynch, I, I like this a lot about Lynch that there is, you might be set in a normal place like LA or like, like in Blue Velvet in some like cute, you know, suburban town, but there is something sinister going on underneath yes. the surface. There's yeah. something that lurks beneath. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and in a city as big and as like storied as LA, it's right. like okay, well that's got to be the the movie industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to be following, you know, uh Betty following her dream and like, you know, just being a little too naive about things. Mm-hmm. The Village Voice uh called this movie a poisonous valentine to Hollywood. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um like you said, when uh, Betty first sees Rita, Rita, whatever her name is, <laughs> pretty much immediately when getting in her aunt's apartment and like she hasn't even unpacked her bag. Right. Yeah. Like she walks in the bathroom and sees this naked woman in her shower. And she's surprisingly <laughs> super cool about yeah. that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Well, Rita's gonna go with Rita's kind of cowering in the corner, like, uh, yeah, like she heard someone probably heard someone come in and immediately turned off the water. Yeah, I was just like, I'm just gonna. If I stand really still, she won't see me. (laughs) But the whole thing about Betty is that she's just so like, all right. You're here. You are. Are you okay? Like, yeah. Her her, her reaction is not like, oh my god, what are you yeah. doing in my aunt's house? Yeah. And why are you all naked? It's like, oh my god, what happened to you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, clearly you must be, you know, Aunt Ruth's friend. Because yeah. why else would you? Right. Why else would you be right. in the shower? That, that's the simplest, most normal explanation for you being. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah. Uh, and she like right away is just like, okay, we're gonna figure this out. You know, whatever. Comes out of the shower. She's like, oh, you're you're hurt. Where are you hurt? And I love how she just like gently moves her hair. This gigantic, gnarly bruise on her forehead. Yeah. Like, oh, just a little bit. It's yeah. just a scratch. Yeah. She's like, uh, maybe you shouldn't go back and to she, sleep. Yeah, she's like, I just, I just need to sleep. Like- <laughs> At what point? I mean, 20 minutes ago, I'm on the phone with the cops. I mean – Really, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Not, I don't know how much of the benefit of the doubt this this right. naked woman in my aunt's shower needs, <laughs> Betty. But it just goes along with Betty's character right. and how I don't know if it's naivete or what, but she's just willing to go along with it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of like screws her over later on, maybe. 
with the like casting situation. I have problems with this whole casting <laughs> audition. <laughs> this, this debacle. Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, I guess we'll get to that a yeah. little later on because we have to talk about the movie <laughs> that's happening. There's a weird title for the movie. Oh, I don't remember what they it is. Oh, it's, um, Some, it's, like it's like a woman's name. She, yeah. Like Sylvia North. Yeah, Sylvia North story or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Sylvia That's, North yeah, story. Yeah, the Sylvia North story. Yeah. It sounds a little Ed Wood. It seems to, to me. be about some like little cutesy doo-wop singers. Yeah. And that's where like the swing dancing in the beginning ties okay. in. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girls auditioning at the, in, in, the, in the little recording mm-hmm, booth mm-hmm. and they've got their little backup singers. Yeah. So interesting. Justin Thoreau is. I feel like this might have been a very early introduction to Justin Thoreau. He looks for me. super young. Looks I so think young. So he had already done Sex in the City at this yeah. point. Okay. Um, and I think he had done something else that I was familiar with, but it wasn't like. Oh, he's in the Broken Hearts Club. Broken. Okay. In is he one of the main characters in that? He's uh, one of the main characters. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it was like this is pre charlie's angels yes. full throttle mm-hmm. like america discovering the bod the, the, bod. <laughs> the body of justin throw yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i forgot how hot he is i mean <laughs> I like, shit. Hi. Like, yeah. i know they got your hair dated, spiked up to make um, you look like a little prick but, yeah like you still look dated hot. jennifer aniston for years too yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and deservedly so yeah. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um but you're right in this movie his look is so specifically early 2000s and like shithead s- movie shithead director, head, director. Shithead. <laughs> those, for sure like la native yeah. or either la or new york just a little mm-hmm. brat yeah those brat, tinted yeah. those tinted glasses which is like yeah, yeah what do you need those for besides <laughs> just making you look like a prick <laughs> kind of like yeah. quintessential young director who just sort of had projects handed to him probably just because yeah. somebody's yeah. in the biz i don't he's know he's from a wealthy daddy. family yeah, in the yeah. industry Uncle, yeah yeah for sure um, he's not. He's not trying to compromise. No. On his on his. They're gonna. You're gonna say this is the girl. It's like no. Like he's he's not having it. That scene is so tense with yeah. uh, with Dan and the other brother who is the composer of Angelo Badalamenti. Yes. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. Composed it's, all the music for Twin Peaks. His score is really beautiful in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I do like how quiet it is a lot of it's the time. It's very quiet. Which, well, yeah. it's that weird like ambient noise. Yes. Too, yeah. That yes. really does it for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you can just let it like you can just really soak in the weirdness and yeah. tension and it, you're not being distracted or told how to feel. It's you're just mm-hmm. like, "Man, this is super." Yeah. <laughs> Watching that the scene Blake is like why is it all so weird? Yeah. Why are they all being so weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's good. The way uh, Battle scores sound, it's like, is it strings? Is it electronic? Right. Strings? Mm-hmm. Is it live string? Like, you can't tell because it's very, I don't know, it's just this very 90s, like, synth synth kind of yeah. sound. I used to yeah, have yeah. the, I had for the longest time the Twin Peaks score as my ringtone on my phone. Oh, love that. <laughs> it used to wake me up in the morning. It's iconic. Okay, okay. There is a version of the Twin Peaks theme song with lyrics. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. What is it sung by? Uh, it's sung by Julie Cruz. And Julie Cruz, I mean, this is like way inside baseball. She, <laughs> Julie Cruz replaced Cindy Wilson in the B-52s when Cindy took a break in the um, late 90s. And she's a very like avant-garde kind of like cool like singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy Cruz is the – uh, Cindy Wilson's the blonde. Cindy Wilson's yeah. the blonde. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so look look up the, the, the version with lyrics. It's really fun. But um, yeah, so that's the composer who drinks the espresso 
and doesn't even spit it out, just lets it drools fall, it. drools it, just, it just, it. just yeah. falls out of his mouth. And he like makes sure he has the napkin. He's like, he's like, he's like, do you need anything else? Napkin. Napkin. It's like stressed. Yeah. He's like, I already know I'm about to be drooling this out onto the napkin. <laughs> and just the way he only says certain things, just words at a time, very low. The yeah. like that poor like server is just like he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that, and that has to be modeled on somebody. In oh, Hollywood. It has to be. I, yeah. That seems to be like a weird, like Scott Rudin story or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some like some kooky Italian producer mm-hmm. or something was just like probably based on like De Laurentiis, De Laurentiis or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, calling calling Meryl Streep like an ugly cow or something. <laughs> In Italian. <laughs> um, but that seems so crazy because, like, that happens. And then, like, the other producer guy, like, they start shaking. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, it was, this espresso is highly recommended. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> they're so afraid of these men yeah. and what they're going to do. But it's like, clearly, we find out that they've got, like, this weird cowboy guy who may or may not be a hitman. Right. <laughs> Some like some kind of like like guru sensei yeah. hitman yeah <laughs> somewhere in there and I thought he was a different actor than he actually is and else. okay so what does this have to do with the casting of the lead in this movie they are they, just are to they be this woman they wanting to on be Camilla Rhodes whoever Camilla Rhodes is they're saying it has to be this yeah, girl they don't give you any other. Yeah. Like, no why there's just, no why it's just gonna, you're, it's gonna be she's her she's gonna audition and you're yeah. gonna say this is the girl yeah apparently he's recasting the lead role in this movie anyway he's okay. gonna be looking for girls mm-hmm. and their two Italian financiers come in and say it will be this girl right. do you think it's like a mafia connection of I this mean, is somebody's assuming. niece or daughter it's gotta be some kind of yeah. okay organized situation <laughs> or just good old fashioned nepotism oh, there you mm-hmm. go they <laughs> show because they show a headshot Right. In, in you know, in the movie as you're watching it. The headshot's this girl who looks a little Charlize-ish. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the... Um, it's a girl who I thought was Rhonda Mitchell, but it's... This is Melissa George. High art, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. Melissa George. Okay. Yep. Um, we just see the headshot, and you're just like, okay, it's supposed to be here. I don't know if it says Camilla Rhodes on the thing. It does. It does. Yeah. On the headshot. It's like a labeled, labeled yeah. headshot. Yeah. Um, you may remember Melissa George from Sugar and Spice. Ah, the cheerleader movie the where, cheer- they, rob where banks. they rob banks. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could potentially do it on our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're watching the movie last night, and we're continuing Justin Thoreau's scenes where he's just like super pissed. They're taking his movie away from him. You know, he. Well, first of all, the golf club. First of all, the golf club in the business meeting. The fact that he Douche. came with it, and then yeah. he just came with the one, and then yeah. set out in front of him like yeah. a table setting. It's like, did you know you were going to get pissed off after and yes. need to fuck up somebody's car? And then he goes and hits their limo? Like, the two Italian right. financiers, like, do you think they own this limo? Or, like, do you think if they, do you think mm-hmm. care? Do you yeah. think they care? They can yeah. replace a windshield. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be just fine of after the, replacing. Of the rented limo. Like, all you're doing is just, yeah. like, putting that poor driver at Seriously. risk for shards of glass, yeah. like, yeah. in his face. Yeah. So, after all this, he goes back home, and Scott's like, do you remember who's at the house? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know it's a stunt cast, and I remember that it was somebody funny. I was like... 
Is it like Macho Man Randy Savage? You even better, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I was not. And ready. this is all, I, mean, I was not at all ready. <laughs> okay, so I need to. I, I mean, I should have watched this pilot before recording this. I'd be oh, curious to see if uh, yeah. Billy Ray was booked for the pilot. Sure. And this was included with it. Because mm-hmm. mm. I don't know, like, Billy just getting out during pilot season. <laughs> yeah, to do this crazy just tra- David Lynch show. This crazy movie. This actress who plays... Uh, the wife. The wife. Yeah. We were just talking about the in-crowd a few episodes ago. And this is, um, this is Lori, Lori Herring. From the in crowd, she's okay. the lead of that movie. The lead of it, okay. The in crowd looked bad. We are like the official <laughs> like gatekeepers of of the in crowd. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. Starring Susan Ward and and Laurie Hearn and the yep. and the wife and the wife um, from Mulholland Drive. <laughs> <laughs> that one um, wife, Melissa George. Look at that. Oh man, you know what else we have to talk about, which completely threw me for a loop. Is the um, the Hitman? Yeah, that's yeah. another one that just kind of gets slipped in there, right? And you're like, what is that? And the Hitman <laughs> scene is very like vignette of just this dumb, this dummy Hitman. Well, it mm-hmm. gave me very like Tarantino, yeah, totally vibes, totally. right? Because a couple of greasy dudes, yeah, <laughs> in, in, in a gross looking apartment room, and how it came out so out of left field, right? And we didn't see him again for a while, right. and all that. And you get the woman that like he. He like something hits, bit me bad. He hits with the bullet like the next door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the whole like the whole bungled aspect of like everything keeps going wrong, yeah. and he just has to. Keep and I to- love that he shoots the vacuum cleaner at the end, which sets off the it's entire the electrical entire alarm system. <laughs> and then he goes out to some other. Maybe it's the same Winkies, and he meets maybe one of his girls that he's yeah. running. And it's Heather from Showgirls. Yeah, it's Penny. Yeah, Penny. That's right. Yep. No one wants to fuck a Heather. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Pink's hot dogs on Melrose. Gotcha. And, okay. Uh, yes. Highland. Did she have some like prosthetic nipples on in this? Movie? I mean, they, the nips if were nipping. Not, Maybe they were, the nips were yeah, nipping. They like, were in full force. Yeah. Um, here's my question. He has one brown eye in the hit scene at the beginning. But then at the end, but he has the, the two same colored with eyes. Diane. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hmm, something's amiss here. Hmm. Okay, this is Mark the, Pellegrino. That's Mark Pellegrino, yes. Yeah. Is, was he on Lost? Uh, Supernatural? I want to say he was on Lost, and I want to say he was... I definitely remember Jacob on Lost. I definitely Lost fans. Okay, be with me. I definitely remember him from Capote. Okay, um, he actually. I mean, he's done a lot of TV. Actually, he's been in a lot of stuff. Name like a major network he was on Lost. He was Jacob. Yeah, it was Jacob. That's what I said. Like right. ma- name a major <laughs> network show from the past twenty years, uh, and he's probably done a guest Mark spot Pellegrino on it. Okay. Somewhere lurking in the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. with one brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is if. The whole half of the movie is, in fact, not. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is 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 the character of? Oh God, let me reference. To, is the character of Diane? Is all of this going on in her head playing right. out right. with all of these characters off screen? Are if you she, saying that? Yeah, if mm-hmm. she's making this up because she's not there for the hitman bungled hit scene, right? I mean, you're there for the setup of the hired hitman and also the restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are sort of the connecting, That's the connecting yeah. threads. issue of mm-hmm. that. Sure. Um, the little man in the chair. 
<laughs> who Michael J. Anderson. I think. He is pulling a lot of strings. He clearly he's yeah. But why? And also not and, saying very very many words. No, to do it. yeah. Very, very much an economy of language yes. going on in this in this studio underworld. What the? So I'm watching this, and he's in this room that's like red. It looks like a recording booth or something. Like everything's been taken out. But yeah, yeah, it was also like it totally reminded me of Twin Peaks right away. Absolutely, not yeah. Like very guy, Twin but Peaks vibes. Solitary in a yeah. weird room. Well, and, and it's it, all very red, and, and there it, is a blue lamp, mm-hmm. and it's just one little. T- and it's one of those old fashioned like. 1950s table lamps with the glass over it and the glass is blue and it's very stark contrast to the rest of the color in the room which is more like a red kind of a color and so right away i'm like okay blue things we're looking out for blue things what's going on (laughs) what's you know is blue the key to this like dream world situation which Which ultimately it could be the color of the box what they signed yeah and that big weird funky looking key um but the man in the chair like I said, well, like we were talking about, he, he's in Twin Peaks, and in Twin Peaks, he, he the, the actor, he's a little person. Yeah. He's small. And I didn't really notice it, but in the IMDb trivia, it said that he's sitting in this chair, and he has prosthetic arms and legs yeah. to make him look average size. Right. And he just has his little teeny head. <laughs> it's like when Lord Farquaad has, like, the, <laughs> yeah. has the suit of the armor suit with of the arm. extra legs. Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't really notice it too much in the... As we were watching it, you do feel like something is a the, little The proportions off. are a little... Because yeah. he's just sitting there and he's not really moving too much. Right. Because you, you can pretty much... You can move your head. And that's yeah, about it before, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before it starts to look too weird. So um, so that was like a very interesting thing. that They're like, okay, we're going to make him look average height. But he's uh, he doesn't have like dwar- like dwarfism. So he like because I feel like dwarfism is like their head... The proportions. Yeah, the proportions yeah. different. So his type of whatever affliction that he has to make him a little person, he's like just just small. Small. Yeah. So his proportions are like an average height person, just small size. So making him look average height makes his head look really tiny. (laughs) So I thought that was such a crazy, interesting choice. But his whole situation is like, what? Who is this man? What Mm -hmm. is he doing? Who is this? What's going on? I still don't know. I still don't know. And you never will. And how it ties into everything. (laughs) But I'm telling you, the blue lamp. The blue lamp has to be a clue. Yeah. (laughs) Scott, can we talk about some clues? Okay, so (laughs) apparently on the DVD release of Mulholland Drive, there is a card inside. Of David Lynch's 10 clues to unlocking this thriller. Ooh, okay. The clues are, number one, pay particular attention in the beginning of the film. At least two clues are revealed before the credits. But aren't the credits the swing dancing? What's before that? I don't remember. I guess I wasn't paying attention. The (laughs) logo? I don't know. what. Okay, so, Pete, number two, notice appearances of the red lampshade. Okay. But the so, lampshade's blue in the little, in the man's room. Oh yeah. Is there a lampshade? Maybe in, an Aunt Ruth's there place. There has to be a red place. Okay, yeah. somewhere. There or has one, to be one of the various apartment complexes. So many, that they're yeah, so many sneaking into slash <laughs> number sleeping number, in. and entering. Number three. Can you hear the title of the film that Adam Ketchler is auditioning actresses for? Is it mentioned again? We mentioned that before, right? Yes, it's mentioned at the very end at the, at the dinner party. Mm-hmm. And it's the. Diane Linkletter story. What is it? Is it the Sylvia North. <laughs> the Sylvia, Sylvia North, North story. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
Accident is a terrible event. Notice the location of the accident. Mulholland, Mulholland Drive. Drive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. But I, I get that one. Right in. No, but it's. We find out that it's right in front of the director's house. Oh. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, that's she right. comes yes. out of the bushes mm-hmm. and she's like, we're yes. going to take a shortcut. Yes. And because, just go up. I mean, she would have had to been leaving the party. Or that, getting or to, the party. Is, she's going at, to the party. Yeah. The, it, wait, wait a minute. Is she at the party, though? Well, the crash doesn't really happen. There is no. I don't think there is a crash. <laughs> I think the crash is part of Betty, who is not. doesn't exist? Because, okay, if our accepted explanation is that Diane Selwyn is the real character, yeah. mm-hmm. and she kind of either came up with the idea of Betty as this idealized version of herself, mm-hmm. yeah. or maybe Betty is an earlier version of herself. Right. Mm-hmm. The version that gets to be with... Yes. With yeah, gets to be with Rita her, slash Camilla. Rita slash Camilla. Mm-hmm. There really isn't a Rita. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Camilla the whole time. Yeah. So she's just figuring out a way for these people in her life to kind of be a little bit more, I don't know, for her life to be more successful or happy so or to, to, to achieve mm-hmm. a goal that she's not able yeah. to achieve in her real yeah. life because the woman that she loves is with the director. But in this uh, this first version that we see, you know, she's put in a position where she can, like, rescue her. Yes, yeah, And can have, like, a steamy makeout sesh yes. in her aunt's bed later. Yes. I think, I think you guys cracked no it. top. <laughs> you cracked the code. Like, um, I really want to make out with this girl. How do I? <laughs> number, five, number five, who gives a key and why? Gives a key? Because the hitman, to hitman gives yeah. a key to Diane later. To signal that the hit is complete. Done. But yeah. then also Rita has the key. She has it yeah. in her purse. Yeah, with, Just the key. Yeah. Well, with the money. The, yeah, the key and the money the and then the, the box money. comes yeah. later. Yeah. The magical puzzle box. The bo- oh All right. God. Let me quickly go through the other one. Notice the robe, the ashtray, and the coffee cups. I was yeah. definitely noticing the ashtray. The ashtrays, definitely. Well, mm-hmm. the, the, it was a piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the one mm-hmm. woman took it, but then later on right. it was back. It's back. So there you was, sort there of. There was a piano so one, you, and there was like kind of like a patchwork quilt. And so you sort of get like a timeline of okay. when mm-hmm. those would have taken the place. Robe, I don't know and then there's robe. like the super luxurious robe that Betty puts down on top mm-hmm. of Rita when she's sleeping. And then later when she's Diane, presumably, she's wearing kind of like like a ratty, sure. like beigey. Yeah. Oh, that's robe. right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, robes. Nowhere right. near as luxe as no. the first robe. No. <laughs> what is felt, realized, and gathered at Club Silencio? Felt, realized, and gathered. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, what yeah. is it felt at Yeah, at Club <laughs> that is a better question. Definitely the scene that's kind of the most left up into interpretation for the viewer is anything that is at Club Silencio. And the weird singer. The woman with the blue hair. Mm-hmm. Also blue again. She's got blue, blue hair. And yep. she says, silence. <laughs> well, and it's another uh, another instance of David Lynch using a Roy Orbison song. And Blue Velvet he has in dreams. That's right. And then, yeah, this is... I, I think that this... Spanish cover of this song is oh so my beautiful. Oh god, so good. It's, it's, yeah. And I love her amazing like fiery phoenix eye makeup situation she yeah. has going on yeah. and I just her Tina Burner um <laughs> her Tina Burner eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, was that really scene good. is so like striking. Mm-hmm. Number 8 did talent alone help 
help Camilla? Well, I mean, it helped that she probably had mob connections. Camilla? Yeah. I don't right. think talent helped. Yeah. What the- <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Could be looks, could be the mob, yeah. could be that, that you're sleeping with the director. It's really... Maybe Dan Hedaya is her dad. I don't take, know. Yeah, take your pick. <laughs> well, they were there at the party at the very end. Right. At least, yeah, yeah, both of them were, along with the cowboy. Note the occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. I mean, See the man behind Winkies. The sea hag is intended to I mean, be a man. Isn't the occurrences... Uh, the the dream coming to life. The yeah, dream coming and then to at life. At the very end. The little I mean, the old couple coming out of the box. Or did they come out of the box? He puts the box in like a in paper, a paper bag. bag with a bunch of gross stuff in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it and then the, the, drops the it on the ground. Walks and then out they of walk, the bag. Yeah. I don't know. That part was also creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh number ten, the most important question of all, where is Aunt Ruth? She's making a movie in Canada, right? Where or is she? Ruth? Uh, yeah, Did she's making a movie somewhere. Kind of in the switch from, like, you know, timeline yeah. one to timeline mm-hmm, two. You mm-hmm. do see Aunt Ruth, like, she comes home and she opens the door to, like, her empty bedroom. Yeah. Like, made up just as it was. Like, there hadn't been, you know, people living there or and, anything but, like that. But she does look a little bit confused, right. though. She does kind of look I like... I think so. But, yeah, she just pops in for a second. And yeah. that's really the last that you, yeah. last that you see of her. I don't know. So where is it? Where are we supposed to figure that know. she is? Now I'm more confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those Ruth. clues didn't help These at clues all. Didn't yeah. help at all. <laughs> Get me David Lynch on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did the the mystery of Mulholland Drive? I mean, I think the like we were saying the most. Widely accepted one is what we were saying about Diane and just yeah. like after the box was opened. Well, it's also kind of crazy that once they get back from Club Silencio mm-hmm. and they have the key, put it in the box, and then just like Naomi Watts walks to one side of the bed and behind out of frame of the camera and then she's just gone. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like calling her name. Yeah, Betty. Betty. <laughs> yeah, and then she's just gone. And then she opens the box or Rita opens the box and she's sucked yeah. inside. Sucked in the box. Yeah. I hate when that happens. I know it's, it's never fun. Um and then we get a whole other set of like well the Diane the first instance of when we do see Diane Selwyn because they're at the coffee shop, and she sees mm-hmm. the, the, the the waitress's name. She kind of has a like, brain blast. The waitress's like, name is Betty. Well, first time end. it's Diane. First right? time oh, it's sure. Diane because that's yeah. what causes Rita to have. Oh, like, sure. A, yeah. <gasps> she says Diane Selwyn. Yeah. If I'm not her, maybe I know her. Yeah, yeah. And when we go to the house and they do their first instance of of B and E, uh, and then they find and they Diane find the dead body, the body. in a stage yep. of decomposition. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weird like. Neighbor, the vibes are off. So the vibes off. Are yeah. off. they switched apartments. Like, Why? And like she's being like weirdly, like kind of hostile, yeah. menacing about it. Like, and she, looks, I'm gonna go over there with you. Yeah. And the phone rings. She does it, but it's like, what's your angle? Like, and she looks at Rita like, hmm, like you maybe, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, the vibes are definitely off. That's that's one. But and then you know we see the body and all that stuff. So the uh, I guess the main relationship in this movie of mm-hmm. Diane and Camilla, 
as sort of being lovers, and then Camilla kind of burns her. She burns her to get ahead. Yeah. Because she gets yeah. the role. Yeah. She sort of taunts her on set when she's sitting next to the character yeah, of Adam, played by Justin Theroux. Yeah. Set when the yeah. ass for the set to be mm-hmm. cleared. So I want you to see. Here's my question. And, like, let's just say this is the actual timeline. This is really what's going on, where uh, Naomi Watts is Diane Selwyn, and sh- she knows Rita. They were having this affair. And Diane even says at the party, she really wanted that part. Yeah. She yeah. really wanted the lead, but Camilla got it. Was all the stuff with the Italian brothers forcing him to hire Camilla, you know, taking, all, taking away all of his money, yeah, like I think ruining so. his line of credit? Right. That yep. actually did happen to the real, quote unquote, Camilla and... Right director in the end timeline yeah but it happened he hires her and then they ultimately become a couple right yeah so i guess it I guess it didn't work out too bad for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for adam kesher yeah. after all i guess he got his you know his line of credit was restored yeah after the, after he and hired her girlfriend and, and you know and so okay i wasn't sure if it was a situation where did that even happen anymore yeah but i guess it did because the two financiers, she gets the part, mm-hmm. and the financiers are at the party, right? And the cowboy walks through the back of the party, right? And things are okay, and they're not like coming for his knee. It's coming for Adam's kneecap. Yes, yeah, yeah, his thumbs. <laughs> so presumably yeah. he behaved. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the cowboy said, "If you if you follow if the directions, you'll see me one more time. And if and you're if bad, not, you'll see me two more two times. times. So is this mm-hmm. the one more time that he sees him? Because he's there at the party. Right. Yeah, I think so. so. He, did, he did do good. So yeah. it must be yeah the one time. Because, yeah, because he's there. So I'm like, okay. So all that stuff still happens. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so ultimately just there is no Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Betty's Betty's just a version of Diane that gets to do things that Diane is not able and to. And Diane right. is sort of the real broken dreams of yeah. yes. Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you arrive in L.A. as Betty and you, and you, <laughs> leave you turn as into Diane. Diane. <laughs> <laughs> I actually okay. think the scenes of Naomi Watts as Diane when she's about to go to the party, I think she looks very, very beautiful. She does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Little, mm-hmm. little crazed her, look in the eyes. Her styling, poster, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a poster? I, well, I mean, there's many posters. Well, there's movie, many but posters. But yeah. it's yeah. one of them. It's a bit yeah. different. Like, Do you know who else was on, the, what other look was on the poster, which is very interesting to sell Laura your Laura Herring with. in the wig? It's Laura Herring in the wig. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy wig. blonde that wig. wig. That wig. <laughs> you guys, they spent all their money on the locations and they had to go to Party City yeah, to get a to shake get and that. go. <laughs> To, to get a six dollar shaken, they couldn't even dry shampoo it to make it not look so shiny. shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I love the scene too, where she's like, she's trying, she's gonna cut her hair off in the she's sink. Like, I know what you have to do, but let me do. Let it me for do it. You. Let you. Was like, what, pick a wig. put a wig on let's her. Just yeah. go, let's just go out to Hollywood Boulevard and buy a wig. Like, <laughs> well, my other question too was, maybe this is Aunt Ruth's wig. Where all call. of call. all of. Rita's clothes. I don't know that those were all Betty's clothes. Was no. was she wearing Ruth's clothes? Because well, because what Betty arrives in L.A. and is she got it with her Kohl's cash. It oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this was like, like sweater set was like yeah. was like Rita wandering around town in this like halter top from Aunt Ruth. I don't know. 
Because she, because all Avery the clothes could could have an evening dress from when she was a hot little number yeah. a couple decades mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, she's in the biz. Yeah, because all Rita had on her was the dress and the and her DKNY and the bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full of cash. Or maybe they took the cash and did a little shopping spree. We just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, all of a sudden Rita's got like outfit cha- costume changes yeah. galore, and they all look amazing yeah. on her. And yeah, Naomi's in her like like V neck and jeans and chunky Asics. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also they're like Naomi Watts is a little. She was a little teenier. Oh, she's so teeny. Like. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think any of her clothes would have fit Rita either. Anyway, so it's they wouldn't like, have been doing what they knew <laughs> she wanted the clothes yeah. to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, the scene with the wig and the wig change and all of that, and then she's like, "I gotta wear the wig to bed." Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "You <laughs> like, can take it off to sleep," you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but which leads to a very spicy. Yeah. Scene. Oh my I was going to say we have to talk about the sex <laughs> scene. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of queer writing on this movie of just yeah. sort of mainstream independent film that has a scene with two women like this. Yeah. yeah. Because you really don't see a lot of scenes like this no. yeah. in major yeah. movies. Yeah. No, and it, it, it didn't feel to me like. It was like watching like the sex scenes and like blue is the warmest color is like, yeah. oh, I know for a fact that a straight man was like, yeah, like exactly. angled all, yeah. yeah, like, but this, it didn't feel, yeah. it felt like soft and, and yeah. like tender and not mm-hmm. too like, yeah, too yeah. corny or whatever. Totally. Like, it was, it was it, the, I, I could, the, I think I'm in love with you. That threw me off. I that totally one. I was like, what? like, she's just going to, Rita's just going to not even respond. We're yeah. just going to keep, if I keep making out with you long enough, you'll hopefully you'll stop talking. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, um, we, we've all been there. Hey, of all, of all some, the- sometimes <laughs> you try to play it cool. Yeah. There's a hot woman in your bed and 10 seconds in, you accidentally tell her that you're in love with her. All the, all the questions and crazy things that this movie throws at us. That's the one thing that we're all like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've got something that's not realistic about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know how like broy straight guys who like love like Gia are <laughs> like, oh, you know, what we got to watch is that ball hole and drive. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know how, you know how straight guys love Gia. Like they have that whole like, man, it's Angelina Jolie, like yeah. getting railed against a mm-hmm. chain link fence. And you're like, all right, <laughs> all right calm get down. Yeah, She's relax. getting raped half the wanna, time. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to say that I watched this movie with my parents. Oh, geez. And I may have just sort of blocked out the entire, like, yeah. You went and made a sandwich to yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, instead of having it where you're watching it and your parents inevitably come in the moment the sex scene starts. Oh, yeah. If you just have them there the whole yeah. time, then. then okay, so I'm yeah. assuming that if I would have watched it with my mom and my stepdad, my mom would have fallen asleep in the oh, first sure. yeah. 30 minutes of the yeah. movie. But, um... I feel like I don't know. Like I Don would have stayed. Away. I could watch this with like yeah. m- with like my stepdad, and it yeah. wouldn't be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's so interesting that I mean, even over twenty years later, I think that we've kind of taken a few step backs. That oh, I don't yeah. think that no. you get this scene. No way. If no. Mulholland yeah. Drive is made in like a glossy A twenty four movie, because no. that's yeah. the thing is that like if Mulholland Drive is made in two thousand twenty two. It's an A24 movie, looks like immaculate. Right. And it probably doesn't have this scene in it. Or probably not. Or it's a or it's a limited series. Yeah. Yeah. Or very he true. actually gets like yeah. the go ahead to yeah. make right. a multi episode. And gets to explore you know, the different yeah. arcs that he may have been thinking about. And also one of the benefits of not having this be on network television is that you right. can have a scene like yes. this. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're right. I don't think that this scene would be would be included in in this movie if it were made today. Um, which is like I don't know. It's so crazy how like we're, we've gotten so much more puritanical right. like movie mm-hmm. standards. Like, how does that work? You would think like in the seventies and the eighties it'd be like more. I don't know. Buttoned up, but now yeah, yeah we're, we're we're like we're circling back. We're going sure. so much backwards. Well, I don't know uh. if we talked about this when we did our but I'm a cheerleader episode. But mm-hmm. what was gonna have that movie be NC seventeen was they showed more of her of Natasha Leon like touching herself. Oh yeah. right, but they yeah. cut that yep. out to make it an R, which is like what is so yeah. Like yeah. people getting blown up is fine. Yeah. Good PG thirteen, yeah. but a woman enjoying no, consensual cannot. self-pleasure. That's, you don't, yeah. that's where we draw the line, buddy. Like, and this yeah. movie, you get both. You get, you get <laughs> Oh man. You, you get, get, los dos. You get <laughs> masturbation and you get, and you get the sex scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this movie rated R or is it just unrated? I think it was rated R. I and I mean, R, I'm yeah. sure wow. that they did, that they had back and, th- and forth okay. with right. the MPAA at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Of what they could like and could include. Pretty further than something like, but I'm a cheerleader. Wow. Insane. Another, well, another, but I'm a cheerleader is uh, connection is uh, so. Adam Kesher, the director, Justin Thoreau's character, is mm-hmm. on the phone with his receptionist. So she, she's like, oh, come to the office. We have to f-. Right after he figures out, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're like trying to – they've shut all his stuff down. Yeah. She's like, come to the office. We have to figure this out. And his receptionist is Sinead, the goth one <gasps> that, right likes, that likes town. pain. Okay. Catherine Town. I, oh, okay. I saw her I face and I was her. like, yeah. where, where, where are you from? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right because I was doing the same thing. I was like, I know this I chick, know this but face. I don't know from yeah. where. Okay, I should have looked her up. All right, Sinead. <laughs> I'm Sinead. I like pain. <laughs> oh, my God. We, I feel like But I'm a Cheerleader has been kind of having a moment lately. It, it has been having a moment Good. lately. I, uh, yeah. They're showing it at Hollywood Forever yeah. this month. I feel like the meme of, I'm a homosexual, has been kind of going around this Pride season. That's been kind of making the rounds. Um, Peaches it. Christ, uh, All About Evil, just got a big, like, re-release on blu-ray mm-hmm. have you heard with, about all about evil natasha mm-hmm. it's this crazy yeah. independent movie that she did directed by the drag queen peaches christ okay it is natasha and mink stole what year is this from this is from 2010 okay yeah and she it is set in a movie theater in san francisco, san francisco yeah. and she uh Inherits this da- this movie theater from her father, mm-hmm. and it's about to close, and she resorts to murder to keep it open. <laughs> and she sort of films these sort of snuff films okay. of her murdering people. And marketing them and as she like new horror movies. markets them as yeah. like these horror shorts. What a girl boss. I love yeah. that for her. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, super fun. Yeah. And uh, Jinx Monsoon made some But I'm a Cheerleader references in uh, this new season of Drag Race. Have you seen that? Don't, I have not. Don't, don't tell mom the babysitter's yeah. a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jinx Monsoon did Natasha as a Snatch Game character and it's really funny. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go, go, uh, go watch But I'm a Cheerleader and then go listen to that episode. And then, really and then watch Mulholland Drive. And then watch Mulholland Drive and listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, In that order. I would like to talk a little bit about kind of one of my first draws to this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like was Naomi Watts. Yeah. That I think that it is a big star-making role for her. Definitely. Because yeah. yeah. she went from B-actress to yeah. pretty much the A-list in this movie. Yeah. And I remember reading about her in magazines about sort of her big discovery in this movie with Mm -hmm. David Lynch. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing her on Rosie O'Donnell 
at the time yeah. when she was doing marketing for this movie. Yeah. I mean, talk about a movie that I don't know what a row thought of. This yeah. Movie. Why is Rosie pushing <laughs> yeah. this movie on her daytime afternoon mm-hmm. talk show? But yeah, I remember Naomi on Rosie mm-hmm. and she mentioned, uh, Mulholland drive. And she just said, I'm making this really scary movie right now. Referencing the ring, referencing the ring. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, Put that in the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be looking forward to this horror movie in 2002 with Naomi yeah, Watts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I had seen Tank Girl, but I didn't put two yeah. and two together. I mean, Tank Girl at, at the time was her most successful yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And Tank Girl's a pretty, like, under... It was a pretty 90s yeah. underground yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. And Naomi Watts talks a lot about her struggles in Hollywood and... The audition prize. She didn't. She didn't have the Nicole Kidman like yeah. storyline. She I mean, had. She had the the Diane Selwyn storyline. <laughs> yeah, and Diane I mean, Selwyn arc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel, and I think that they're old friends. Like they yeah. knew each other from school in Australia. Okay, but that's where I was. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought Naomi Watts was an Aussie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I mean, she just spent years auditioning in Los Angeles and not really breaking through. And she got a meeting with David Lynch, and yeah. it all changed. Yeah. And, I mean, this performance is crazy because she's like... There's so many layers to it. Yeah. Right. And you see so many different shades of her. Like, I'm thinking about the episode where, as Betty, she's auditioning. Oh, my God. Yeah. That. I feel like she was acting for her life. Yeah. yeah. Like, the rent was <laughs> yes. due. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. With Chris Ever, that tan... So, so tan. Crazy super, tan. Super tan. Not Chris Everett. What's his name? Chris Everett was a tennis player. Um, I, are you talking about the, the man from Psycho? The, mind, the man from Psycho 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Psycho 2. No, not, not Psycho 2. I meant uh, Psycho the 1998. Psycho remake, yeah. yeah. Maybe his name is Chris Everett, the same as the 1980s tennis superstar. Um. Yeah, that scene, that audition scene, it's insane because it's like... It's interesting to watch it yeah. when you see the men's reaction to it and then the women's right. reaction to it. Right. Of when they when they take her out of, like, sorry that you had to go through that. You were really good, but yeah. did you check out, like, those three dummies? Do you actually think they're going to get this movie made? <laughs> I mean, okay. So, <laughs> it's like, Betty is like... Betty. She's this character that we've established is just head in the clouds. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here in La La Land and I'm going to make it. She goes in, does this audition. We see her running lines with, with Rita. And the energy is very, very different. <laughs> very different. Mm-hmm. Goes in. Uh, you know, this, this actor is just like completely inappropriate. With her, I want to play it real close, like Chad. Ugh, this like, is Chad, Chad Everett. Chad Everett. Like how he did it with the like with the other girls. Yeah. Like, well, the other like, thing too yuck. is like the producer walks her in, and he has his hand on her lower back right. the mm-hmm. entire time. You know how every woman that you don't know loves when you put your yeah. hand on her lower back. And I'm thinking when he brings in male actors to read, is his hands on them at any point no. of this audition process? No, zero point zero zero. Time and when that like spent Chad Everett them. guy is doing scenes with male actors, he's not breathing into their Playing mouths. close and breathing <laughs> into <laughs> like, their mouths. And you know, he brings this woman in and he, he brings her in, he's got his hand on her lower back, and he's just like, well, and this, this is the whole Betty. premise of this scene that they're doing is the father's best friend. Is what is crazy what enough. is this movie? Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> why are yeah. you trying to make this movie? And I specifically remember 
watching it the first time. And that's one thing that stuck with me about it is just like, whoa, how like her as Betty just like turns totally. this. But like, she, he starts to like reach for her butt, but then she like she, puts his hand on her oh, butt. Oh, man. Yeah. So wild. And then, yeah, like you said, like all the men are just like, oh, my God, so great. And they mm-hmm. walk. And this other woman in the scene who's this casting director, mm-hmm. he says she's a big time casting director. She's not casting this movie, but she's just here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to walk her out. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. walking around. I'm going to take her somewhere You're coming else. with me. Yep. Yeah. You're not going to make this movie. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, we're going to go These meet guys this director. Yeah. I'm taking you to the other lot. We're going to go to the other lot. We're going to talk to this other director. And we're going to have a meeting right now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but I have a thing that but I need to get like, to. But then she like runs out of the like, She is not cool about it at all. Mm-hmm. She, like, Zero chill. She, she just doesn't like, get, like a full sentence like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to. She's just like, I, um, uh, 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 I gotta go. Like, <laughs> I gotta go talk to this strange woman who I think I'm falling in love yeah. with after two days and who broke into my. With my amnesia. <laughs> I have to pick up my amnesiac amnesia girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> that was wild. I was like, bitch. No wonder you turned into Diane Selwyn. <laughs> you are well, not like, getting cast. When she walks in, her and like Justin through like lock eyes, and there's like a moment, and there's yeah. like very clearly like this tension yes. between them. Yes, and you think like, oh, this could be her getting, yes. you know, this could be the start of something amazing mm-hmm. for Betty. Mm-hmm. But then she has, she just bolts out. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go. And in all this scene, it's girls, women, do it. Looks like they're are they auditioning? Because they're think, in full I, costume. Yeah, I think that they're auditioning. They are yeah. Yeah. for which. I guess turns out to be this movie because yeah. the original uh, Camilla Rhodes, Camilla Rhodes on the headshot that we see in the first part, we, she's auditioning. She comes in and she's doing all right. Yeah, she's, she's fine. fine. Yeah, but you know, it seems like he clearly likes the girl who auditioned before more. They have like yeah. they, they're mm. they're friends already. She did a great mm-hmm. job, and then he's kind of watching her, and you can kind of see him like. Like, you know, this like is settle, the girl. Yeah, like yeah. steal himself to make this call. This is the girl. Like, yeah, yeah. So that all that stuff is just like, what's going on? It's a lot that this movie is throwing at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the crazy tone shift in her acting ability mm-hmm. based on what we think we're going to get from Betty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and what? You really get, like, an amazing range from, from Naomi in yes. this movie. I was mm-hmm. really, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad to have rewatched. I was really, really impressed. Yeah. I wish that she would have been nominated for Best Actress in 2001. I think she totally should have. Yeah. Should she have totally should have. It figures that she wasn't because right. I don't think that your main acting branch were really that open-minded yeah with a then somebody that was pretty unknown but that said it's a star making performance it is yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah Yeah. it's like naomi's career was completely different and it's in a david lynch movie movie. he's established people know who he is so it's not like that's a big like leg up for a young for a young actor i mean like Mm -hmm. she could have taken judy dench's spot from iris (laughs) (laughs) iris was that here yeah. Oh, God. I feel like it was later. Okay. No, Iris was 2001. Wow. I mean, yeah, The Ring, 2002. Yeah. The Ring's so good. The Ring is uh, awesome. <laughs> I think that she's really good in, uh, like, I Heart Huckabees. I think that she's really funny in it. Mm. Very sort of underrated comedic timing of mm-hmm. Naomi Watts. I haven't rewatched I Heart Huckabees in a long time because I'm I'm still in a fight with David O. Russell. Yeah, I mean I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's that's a movie that um sort of probably when I revisit it now I could see 
I could see us probably getting really upset with it. Yeah. <laughs> of like trying to sit down and watch it. And he just like now. horribly mistreated Lily Tomlin yeah. on the set. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Lily Tomlin. Don't mistreat Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Do not call have her you, name. Legis. Have you seen those videos? No, I it's haven't. Awful. I don't know. I don't there's, know. I yeah. seen there's like and set, I'm not aware there's of set this. videos of uh, David O. Russell screaming at Lily Tomlin. No. And he calls yeah. her a cunt. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And she doesn't leave the set or anything. No. It's crazy. And I'm Jason Schwartzman's like sitting in a chair, like trying to become like invisible. Mortified. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nuts. That's why I'm gonna be, fight with you gotta be a real piece of work to look Lily Tomlin this, in the eyes and call her the C word. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not yeah, that's why that's you're, why you're I far gone at that point. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I saw that in the theater before I knew all this stuff. And I'm <laughs> right. okay. and now I can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, back to Naomi Watts. I mean, she's an actress that's had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually when Naomi Watts is in a bad movie, it's usually a real bad movie. Like Diana. Like Diana. Or like <laughs> Gus Van Sant's Sea of Trees. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like, usually yeah. when she, like makes a bad movie it's usually yeah. like she's gonna knock it out of the park in whatever direction yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, i feel like she is like you said she got kind of catapulted into the a-list out of relative obscurity and has done these big movies but i still don't think it's like oh naomi watts is up there with you know naomi watts still like has a to Reese hustle Witherspoon. like yeah. she still has to like hustle to yeah. still get work i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah has totally. she been in anything recently I feel like I do not remember the last thing that I... She did... Well, she was also in a... uh, The Game of Thrones pilot that they did not pick up. Yeah. Because they they did one rough cut of a pilot for... I mean... For the, like, prequel? Now it's called House of Dragons, but back then it was called something very different. Yeah. And I think that she shot scenes of it. Okay. And they decided to go in a very different direction I think actually what happened is that it was a whole different storyline. Okay. Like, they just completely scrapped what they were doing with that, that. and they said, we're going to do this House of Dragons thing instead. Oh, she's going to be in a new season of Feud. Okay. What is the feud? Um, Babe Paley. Babe Paley. I'm not familiar with Babe Paley. We'll figure that out. Um, okay, well, I mean, we're still in the Naomi Watts fan club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah. Like, I love um, her. I don't think you necessarily have to go and watch Tank Girl, but it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's oh. been on my list for a while. Oh, yeah. so, okay, so the second season of Feud that Neo, that Ryan Murphy is doing and Gus Van Sant is directing, it is going to be called Capote's Women. Oh, okay. based on the book Capote's Women: A True Story of Love, Betrayal, and a Swan in uh, a Swan Song for the Era. Yeah, so it's going to be about sort of these women surrounding Truman Capote. I wonder what these the like New York society women. Yeah, okay. because he was like friends with a lot of uh, Sigourney Weaver played the character in or this woman in Infamous. Okay, sure. Yep, and yeah, she was in the Halston show, but I'm not familiar with the actress. But yeah, Babe Paley was a socialite. Capote's women okay. will be set in the 1970s, and will tell the story how the author had a bitter falling out with a number of New York society women. Okay, including Barbara Babe Paley. Okay. Interesting. All right, that's All right, Naomi. Like, we see that's you. Like that's good work for her. Yeah, that's a good gig. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love it. We'll we'll be there for that. I wonder who's playing Truman. Yeah, I don't think it's been... Interesting. I don't think it's out yet. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I mean, this movie is... Uh, I've heard it being referred to as a Mobius strip, <laughs> which is kind of like an infinite loop mm-hmm. wrapping back 
in and around itself, which makes a little bit of sense. Definitely, yeah. You can't get just one side of a Mobius strip. Yeah, it's yes. Infinite loop. It's all one side. It's all one side, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, the the dream kind of motif is there from the very beginning. What's dreams? What's reality? But I mean, all these years later, it's still fun to watch and try to decipher. Yeah. It's Get one. It's kind of. of one of those movies. I experienced this with the movie like Vertigo. That if it's been long enough since I've watched it, I'll forget yeah. some of the plot yeah, of it. Yeah. So as you're watching it, you it's like you're watching it for the first time. Yeah, right? yeah just yeah. because this movie's so intricate. Yeah. For me, it sort of leaves my mind pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then when it's I hard re- to pin down, and then so when I yeah. and then when I revisit yeah. it, I it's fun to reconnect those pieces yeah. Yeah, of absolutely. moments of the movie that you forgot about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with Vertigo. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a that's a kooky one. But yeah, I feel like definitely that that dinner party scene at the end is very much like, and you were there. And you, and were, you there. were there. <laughs> and you were there too. It's As, so uncomfortable. Yeah. She's like, because I don't know why <laughs> they invited this poor girl to this occasion. Just, just to just rub to it in her face. Yeah. And she's yeah. like about to cry the whole last time. I mean, like, I think that yeah. was the idea. Verge of tears. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. just, oh, yeah. it, that, is, that was so uncomfortable yeah. for me. But I think for me, once we see who we knew was Coco, right. and now she's his mother, she's, yeah. you're like, that for me was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. She's ca- she cast this fantasy yeah. with the people there's so many levels of knows. casting going yeah on. yes yeah <laughs> diane is casting her this a uh, fantasy or a false memory or whatever with characters that populate her real life yeah mm-hmm. so to come up with this and is it is it just because sometimes that happens in our dreams sometimes we see somebody yeah. in our dream that we know from something else and they're doing something mm-hmm. completely different so maybe it was just a dream and not just some fantasy in her head but um yeah, that that moment, that party was when I was like, okay, now yeah. I'm starting I'm to kind all, of see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Where, where this where this cast of this kooky cast yeah. of characters has come from. And again, this is just the most widely accepted kind of interpretation of this movie. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, I've always kind of thought, is the is the man behind the restaurant actually her? Is it actually you? You've always told me that Maybe the sea hag is Naomi Watts. That's, the that's the third stage. Is the sea hag yeah. Yeah. You come Naomi to LA as Betty. You're the, <laughs> in the mid the mid phase of your life. You're Diane, Diane. and eventually you're old Greg behind the dumpster. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. I I still don't like looking at that sea hag when she comes out. <laughs> um, and and how that scene is shot and cut is so brilliant. Yeah. Because you think the shot is gonna pan for a little longer right. and then the sea hag just right. like you never ex- like <laughs> comes right you're, out you're the expecting frame. it but you still really yeah. don't fully expect it like. yeah yeah <laughs> totally. and just like the shock of terror in his he face when falls. he sees her oh, man he yeah. completely just ton of bricks oh my god yeah but uh difficult to explain but just like still fun to watch yeah. yeah. Still just really satisfying. And yeah, you see and everything. like we mentioned before, even at its most basic surfacy level, mm-hmm. which is kind of the element of like the detective story yeah. right. of yeah. these two women, it's still really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I enjoyed a lot of the I mean, 
the Wikipedia page is very long. But oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the type of person who loves reading all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the descriptions of like if it is the, you know a fantasy or a dream that Betty is having that the characters in it are these kind of like movie archetypes. Like Rita is this femme fatale character. And, you know, Betty is like the naive, like, Mm -hmm. you know, fresh off the... Neighborhood, girl next door Yeah, girl next door, exactly. Um, And so that's really fun too because it's like... It knows it's a movie because it's set in Los Angeles right. and Mulholland Drive. And that Drive like works and, within it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I loved all that. Like, oh, yeah, it's these, these are these archetypes of like mm-hmm. an older, like a, a noir movie. Totally. Yeah. And the, the, the score and the soundtrack and the way it's shot in these dark rooms and all this stuff, it is such like this really cool like modern noir movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I feel like if... Betty and Rita were two guys. This movie doesn't happen because guys aren't that nice to each other. No, no. <laughs> it's a movie about girls and girls. This is like the yeah, girls that you meet in the bathroom at the bar and who have all all yep. the, the nice things to say to you. Is like this only works with girls. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was like if it's if it's like one like I don't know, straight guys keep bats next to their beds. Right. For right. this reason. <laughs> For this so, exact like, reason. Beat the shit out of the person that yeah. like broke into the house. Or it's and like, oh man, I got in the car. I don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, that sucks, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> Either that or they just become best friends for no reason. Based on <laughs> That's true. nothing. Based on yeah. absolutely nothing. <laughs> we're friends now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I found this guy bleeding from the head in a ditch, and now we're best bros, so. Yeah, there's also that aspect of, of dumb straight guys. And yeah. definitely a level of intimacy that you don't see in a lot of movies. No. With yeah. the connection of these two characters. Yeah. And I love that. It's yeah. very moving. It is. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I love how it kind of starts off in this, like, their whole girl detective situation, mm-hmm. but then it kind of elevates to this other, yeah. like, this other level. But, Yeah. Really, really good interaction between the two of them and mm-hmm. their characters, and good, good work from both of them. And yeah, it's it. I don't know. I, I do want to see Laura Herring and more stuff. She's so good. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to watch Father we'll, of the Bride. We'll go watch Willard and then Father of the Bride, the new Father of the Bride. Man, I remember when Willard was coming out. I remember our theater only they had the same four trailers that would be played in front of each movie for a series of like three months and Willard was always there. Ah. Always. Haunting. Such a weird Willard always played before any movie at the Judith Theater in like early 2003. Why did they have that trailer in Mm Lewistown? Like they were ever going to get Willard. They had the like Castigliani (laughs) brothers pushing (laughs) Willard. (laughs) This is the trailer. You're going to play the trailer. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Well, Mulholland Drive, awesome movie. Yeah, so good. Thank we you for it. like uh, wanting to do this movie. I forget yeah. what the yeah. other and ones that we were discussing. Because, yeah. Oh, The Fifth Element, I think, was one oh, that we ooh. were sort of talking about. Love. We will be doing that. We will sure. be doing The Fifth Element eventually. You can always come back on that oh, one. Would, yeah, would absolutely. Love. Yeah, we but, just um, saw, we just, I went with my stepmom and a couple friends to see it at the rooftop cinema club. Oh, fun. It was awesome. Oh, cool. It's so cool. I mean, I don't think I ever got to see it on the big screen. Like, that, yeah, that was my first, first time out. seeing it on a big yeah. screen. It's, it's so awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, that's something that would be amazing. That really, it really put me in my space of feeling like an adult gay man. I'm just like all the, all the, the costume, all the, the Gautier. Yes, Gautier, mm-hmm. man. Come on. Get out of here. I love that time when you could just get like a fashion designer to be like, 
She right. can have to design every costume in this movie. It needs to happen more. Yeah. I um, totally agree with you. But yeah, we definitely have to get to that movie. Yes, oh, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I do kind of feel like David Lynch is one of those directors that I do need to sit down and do a deep dive of his entire filmography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always like do New Year's resolutions that I'm going to go through. Like the, I mean, I'm pretty much done with like Kubrick. I think that I'm just like missing like a few of his movies, uh-huh. but. David Lynch is one of those directors that I need to watch more of. Yeah. And he's from Montana. He's from, he is born no. in Missoula. So, Love that. ah. so that's what's kind of cool with like film people from Montana is mm-hmm. that they really claim David Lynch because As well they he's should. from Missoula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to say that he visits Montana a lot. And there was this urban legend in Missoula that the big building that the Wilma Theater in, there was uh, events that Blue Velvet was based on. Oh, oh I can totally was like out there. of the old okay. building that was. Uh, oh yeah, that okay. the Wilma was in. I always mm-hmm. liked that like That's college fun. urban legend that I heard. Right, yep. and, and it makes sense. I saw. I don't know if it's like art is life or li- something. There, there's a there's a like documentary like that David Lynch did on himself kind oh, okay. of that I saw. It's like 2016, I think, when this mm-hmm. when this came out. And it's still very weird and artsy as his movies always are, but it talks a lot about him like growing up and his inspirations. And so yeah, this definitely like uh you can see his affinity for the weirdness that happens sure. in small towns in yeah, yeah. all of his I guess. I think Blue Velvet is where it shines most, but mm-hmm. you see I totally see elements of that in this as well. Oh, yeah, Having the sure. like precocious wide-eyed bush, like a bright-eyed bushy-tailed mm-hmm. protagonist who just really does not even have any idea of what a world of shit they're about to uncover <laughs> yeah absolutely okay so i just did a google search of it and it was a article that came oh, up in the missoula news that many locals believe uh, the the events that took place in the wilma building were what blue velvet became i love that i mean that's probably a bullshit story like that's probably <laughs> a bullshit story but i like yeah i like it. i like it's it anyway it's so fun all right all right but yeah thank you so much for coming on yeah, thank you so this much for having great. me back. your episode on, of but i'm a cheerleader is really really solid yeah it was really fun episode. i was listening to it the other day on my lunch hour and it's really funny so yeah i love it too it's one yeah. of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> all right well definitely we'll have you back on for something in the future maybe fifth element maybe so fifth element. Keep yes. listening, everybody. But until then, time to say bye-bye. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Yes, indeed. David God Lynch, Mulholland Glad that we got Zoe back on. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Zoe's awesome. Great. Uh... But I'm a cheerleader episode. Don't tell mom the uh, cheerleader's a lesbian. A lesbian. <laughs> so go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But um, we got some fun stuff to talk about in our closing yeah. moments of the show. Uh, we have, what do we have first? We have a new review, a new review. on iTunes. <laughs> You want to go ahead and read it? Yeah, let me read our new review on iTunes. It's really cute. It's short and sweet, um, just the way we like it. But we always say we'll read your reviews on the air. So here it is. This is from I, uh, Apple Podcast listener B Cara B C A R R A. The title is favorite podcast. 
Five stars. I wish I was their friends. They're so funny. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll yeah. go ahead and read it in the air, just like we did for that one and uh, the previous ones. Um, so it's really uh, easy and free. It's over on Apple Podcasts. You don't even have to have like an iTunes account. You can just no. like mm-hmm. go open up iTunes or Apple Music or they whatever may even it's called give you, these days. They may even give you a funny name. <laughs> yeah, as your yeah, username. Yeah. And um, write us a review. We'll read it on the show. Uh, also, if you want to you know, give us five stars, you can do that too on Apple Podcasts or mm-hmm. on Spotify. But uh, I think now it's the time. Is it time for Patreon shoutouts? <laughs> yes, it is. It's time for Patreon shoutouts. We have got some awesome patrons that we love and we'd like to say thank you every uh, week for listening, including Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emily, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. If you, if you go to Patreon to sign up on a tier, you can either do a one-time donation or do a mm-hmm. continuous donation. Yes, Anything helps. You'll get yes, access to all of the watch with us, watch with us commentaries. By the mm-hmm. time this episode comes out. We will have a new one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Our one before that was Jurassic Park, and there'll be a fun mystery you can one. <laughs> link up the movie and watch with us, or just listen to us in your car. Yeah, you can just listen to yeah, it as a bonus episode. You can just episode, listen to it as a bonus episode. Fun. You can Still binge works. them all. Um, if you do just a one-month donation, binge all the episodes. There's over 20 Watch With Us commentary tracks mm-hmm. and uh, some newsletters. So, um we're uh, settled into the apartment now in the new headquarters, so you'll be getting a newsletter very, very shortly. So head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. That's uh, yeah. a lot of fun. So we talked about giving us five stars. We talked about writing a review. Please go ahead and do that. Give us a follow on Instagram at movies that made us gay and on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Absolutely. And if you'd like to follow us, uh, our personal accounts, my name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Until next week, everybody, thank you so much one more time. Bye. Bye.